Hi, it's Tracy Crossley. Welcome to my special series, Surviving to Thriving, Overcoming My Darkest Moment, where I will interview guests on how they felt their way through a major emotional low point to create a fulfilling, abundant, and successful life. Hey there, everybody. I am back once again with Surviving to Thriving, Your Darkest Moment. So the deal is, of course, if this is your first time tuning in, I am talking to different people about how they survive their darkest moment and how their life not only has changed, but that they actually thrive no matter what the condition is. So today I have a guest and her name is Cole. You want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is very relaxed and casual if this is your first time tuning in as well. So... Anyways, I want to tell you guys a little bit about my guest, and then we will get right into what led up to her darkest moment. So after receiving her BA in fine art from Providence College in 1987, Cole also studied illustration and graphic design for four years at Parsons School of Design in New York City. That's really great. I mean, awesome. I did graphic design, so I can totally relate, by the way. Yeah, like um, <laughs> what? That was like my dream school. Was it Parsons? Yes, yes. I've heard a lot of great things about Parsons. So during her design career, Cole managed or worked ranged from identity design to national advertising campaigns, appearing in publications such as Vogue, Vanity Fair, Town and Country, LGQ, and many others. Her work received numerous accolades, including Best Illustrated Ad Campaign from Associated Press and was published in Best of Design books internationally. That's amazing. That's great. In 2014, chronic illness took her away from her computer screen and 25-year graphic design career, leading to an entirely new form of artistic expression. And I'm going to leave it there because I want to get into her story and, uh, and what led up to the darkest moment. So floor is yours. Go for it. <laughs> Where do we begin? So um my story is I you know I was a graphic designer like you said and I always had this kind of perception of success and what that meant and what that would look like and my ideal goals and everything and so um just prior to my darkest moment I was um and I'm going to share something that I I um have never shared before kind of publicly and um I just want people to know when they hear it it's it's like got the other side coming so um you know anyway um so as a graphic designer and i was trying to like do this really really amazing business and i was in this like high-end coaching program because that woman was going to like save my life she's going to tell me all the secrets and how i can be like super successful and everything like that in this kind of tangible real world way right and um so, and to me at that time, what success looked like, like if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year, you were successful, or if you, you know, won awards, or if you, you know, did all these amazing things, you were successful. And um, the darkest moment was um, on the floor of my living room, face down on the floor, kind of in desperation, feeling like I was being dragged behind a speeding car through ground glass. 
like um, I was having this illness and I was not acknowledging it. I was pretending that nothing was happening because I thought to myself, if anyone knew how sick I was, they would never hire me. And of course, in my world at the time, what was important was to be like, you know, doing well and, and be like supporting myself and, and all of that like tangible stuff. And if someone were to know what I was going through, they would never want to work with me because they would think I would let them down or I wouldn't be able to do it or something like that. So I was like hiding this, which is never good <laughs> for people in their lives. Like it's, it's not going to lead to good things, right? So, um, so at this one moment, I was just feeling like it was just all of this was just too much, you know? And, um, and so and in my, the religion that I was brought up in, if you were to leave here, that was like the most terrible thing you could do when you would never get to heaven and you would, you would be like eternally damned or whatever. Are you trying, are you talking about like if you were to purposely leave of your yeah. own? Yeah, that that's what I was feeling like. Yeah, that's what I was feeling like on the living room floor was like, I can't handle this anymore. I gotta get out of here. But I couldn't get out of here because of those reasons. But then I felt like I had to get out of here I couldn't handle it anymore and so I'm lying there like trapped you know and um and so that was like the darkest moment for me I'm not sure if people could <laughs> relate to that to me I've never told you know people that publicly because it sounds like so very dark in a way it, do, it does but you know the thing is I think people can relate to that because you were physically on the floor because of your illness mm -hmm. and emotionally on the floor along with it. And I think that that's something most people can relate to, whether they're physically there. I've been crawling across the floor many times in my life when I've had, you know, certain things going on. So I think it's totally relatable. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, being in that moment, what was it that said to you, you know, obviously you got out of that moment at some point, but there were things that were going on, like what kind of things were you thinking, okay, nobody's going to want to work with me? You know, I'm assuming there was more to it than that. Yeah, um, it just, it, it was just feeling like, like torture and like getting up every day, just getting out of bed every day was like a struggle. And, um, and so I would have this, you know, projects that I was working on and I would be like committed to those people. And I really wanted the best for those people. And yet physically I couldn't, I couldn't always do it and so I was feeling had a lot of guilt and I had a lot of just feeling like I can't like live this life I can't like do the things that I felt I was supposed to be doing you know and and it's kind of like when people have chronic illness it's almost like like I don't know if you want to call it depression but like emotion those emotions kind of come along with it because at some point if you've had it long enough you might feel like um, this is really really hard and so you start feeling the emotions and then they kind of like intertwine and then they kind of bounce off of each other you know like if you're feeling emotionally bad it's gonna you're not it's not gonna help you with your physical state and then if you're physically bad it's not gonna help you with emotional state it becomes this kind of mess of stuff you know yeah, it would seem like it would be because you're no longer able to do what you used to do. So it's almost like you're leaving part of yourself behind or you're having to 
become, I don't want to say a new person. I don't know how to categorize that because I don't have that, but I'm assuming I know when I've felt sick, it's like I all, I all of a sudden feel isolated and I feel that there's something wrong with me. And then I have now that to deal with on top of everything else I'd be dealing with in my life. Is that relatable to what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you feel like I definitely feel like a new person. I feel like the same person, but I definitely, I feel like I have a new life. And I felt like I don't know how to live this new life. Like I'm, this is nothing that I'm accustomed to at all. And I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. I mean, just, just getting up and brushing teeth and taking a bath or whatever was like this ginormous challenge just to do the normal things of daily life. Never mind making a living, having a career, being like in the public eye or, you know, having people witness you and being responsible to people and needing to deliver for them and everything, you know? I can imagine. And how, and I'm assuming along with your professional life, this affected your personal life as well. Like, I don't know relationship wise or, or what was going on there. <laughs> I was doing the same thing in my personal life. I had just, um, at that time that I'm talking about, I had just started dating this guy. I was not, not telling him how sick I was. He would go to take a shower and I would lie down on his bed and he would take way too fast of a shower because I would be like, oh, I gotta lie here way longer than he's taking, you know? And, and I wasn't telling him. And, it, and the same thing with my career, I was saying, I was thinking to myself, oh, if, some, if he knew how sick I was, he would never want to have a relationship with the person who's as sick as I am, you know? Mm -hmm. So everything like that, I was just, I was just hiding, you know, I was hiding. And uh, I don't know what I thought was right about that. But for some reason, that was like my instinct at the time to do. Yeah, it sounds like you would have been afraid to be found out because you're not being seen as you appear. And yeah. Perhaps someone might judge you or something would happen that you wouldn't want to have happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how, you know, obviously from that darkest moment and everything surrounding it, like what got you out of it? Like, what was it that shifted or changed? And obviously I don't think it was one moment, but probably several. Yeah. Yeah. And I did every, every possible thing to kind of get out of it. Um, and so, and it felt for a long time as if nothing were ever going to change because I wasn't shifting anything. I was, I'm very into personal growth. And so I was, I was doing all these different programs and, and meditations and listening to things and, and um, just trying all these different things to help. And with my physical, trying pharmaceuticals, which didn't, was not the answer for me. I was on every drug known to man, but that was not the answer for me. And, um, and what actually wound up helping was so long later. And it was like this gradual coming to it because it's like I had to keep looping around back to it but um very like kind of simply like I guess you might say like mindfulness and meditation and, and that sort of realm was what saved me and it was like in desperation I just started listening to this one one man's um things his name is Ashok Gupta and he had these videos and they were just very it's like this, his first thing that's like a free thing that you can download to your phone is um, the meaning of life experiment. And he had all these videos. And I honestly, at the time, didn't care what he was saying. It was just, he was like at a comforting voice, very calm. He would like kind of say something and then pause and say something else and pause. And it just felt soothing to me. 
and and he was in like this natural background and he's beautiful and sometimes i couldn't even open my eyes but i could listen to him and so each day i would just put that on with me in bed and um there's this one particular meditation he does that's called softening flow and it's about um it's about like a couple of different things like one of them is like if you have your experience and then on top of that you have like the judgment of the experience or the assumptions about the experience like for example i could be you know having pain you know just say in my leg for example and i could be saying oh that's permanent nerve damage or i'm gonna die or you know like judgments and then you kind of escalate or you could be thinking okay i'm having this it's sensation in my leg and it feels kind of prickly and it feels like it's burning and like the description that that can kind of feel more peaceful to just describe it than to get wrapped up you know in in the judgments that's one thing and um another thing is i used to really like run from things i used to think things needed to be perfect ideal great wonderful and I was kind of always striving for that and waiting until you got to that moment and striving, striving. And you're kind of like, like a carrot, you know, like dangling carrot, like each time you get to it, you, there's another thing to go to. And, and um, I um, have kind of come to the realization, which is much more peaceful to me, that um, it's not about like some future thing that you're trying to change everything so that you can get to the future thing. Like you could be right here right now feeling peaceful. You could be right here right now, like noticing the bird on the branch or the flower on the tree or, you know, whatever. And, 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 and you could even be like suffering at the same time as you're experiencing that. You know what I mean? Um, I do. I do. I practice that. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like it, it seems like I had, I had noted, like I'd heard about that and I had tried practicing it maybe 10 years before I actually came to it. Like, I, I think I, I don't know what I thought of it as, but it wasn't when I first tried to go there, it didn't really, I didn't really go there. I didn't really, I think I thought of it differently. Like, did you, when you first heard of that, type of thing did you just immediately take to it you know i went through my own sort of journey let's say of self-discovery and a lot of pain emotional pain for me and i also used to avoid things and so when i learned how to be in the present moment no matter what was going on for me and even now if i'm struggling with something i know that i can focus on oh my god i hear the birds singing oh my god like i do that same sort of thing and I feel a deep sense of gratitude at the same time. But, you know, in the past, no. I mean, I, it took me a long time on my own journey to get there. Yeah, it's funny because I'm, I'm wanting to share this with my dad for what he goes through. And um, I think sometimes when people hear like just say mindfulness or meditation, they have a certain perception of it. And it seems like maybe something they wouldn't do. And and it could be, there's this book called um, Mindfulness for Fidgety Skeptics. Have you, do you know that one? No, I've never <laughs> heard of that. That's a great thing. Yeah, by Dan Harris. And, and he's like very, like you're, like how you are in your interviews, like a very, very authentic. And if a curse word comes out, a curse word comes out. And if you, you know, he, the, 
one of the guys, the co-author made up a meditation for Dan's wife. And it was like, it wasn't like all guru-ish, you know, it was like, um, so this is for when, you know, Dan is doing the thing that he does. And he's annoying the crap out of you or, you know, like <laughs> but something like that. Like the meditation was just so authentic and real. And um, so it doesn't have to be this like kind of monk sitting on a hill or, you know, whatever. And, and um, it's, I don't know, I, I, I have found like so much solace in just that small thing. And when people hear it, if they haven't before, they're gonna think, yeah, now just kind of <laughs> fast forward past that. But um, if you find a way to incorporate it that is similar to your personality, then I think it's like really, really helpful. Yeah, I think that, you know, everybody finds different things that resonate with them. And I'm all about, you know, being real. And, you know, of course, I would think, oh, that's great. This is real. Um, but I want to go back to two questions I have. Um, you know, when you were on the floor at that time, what was it that made you go, okay, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm, you know, I can't escape the situation. I am in it. What yeah. was it that got you off the floor there? And what happened to the guy you were dating? That's the other question. He's still here. This is like, this is like eight years later. He's still here. Can you believe? And when I told him, well, I'll, I'll tell you that part first. Since yeah. I started. Yeah. <laughs> he, I actually wound up having to tell him. <laughs> Eventually I had to tell him, go right. figure. <laughs> and, and um, he's been, I don't know. He's the person who, will never say I should be this instead of that, or will never say, he's, he's the person who, if he sees me, you know, just say um, painting, if, I, if my symptoms allow me to paint in that moment, he'll, he's the person who will be so excited for me and also say, don't overdo it, but I'm so excited for you, like both, you know? And yeah. so he's aware of the repercussions could be for me. And he's also aware of like the joy, which is kind of a cool combination, yeah. <laughs> that's really awesome yeah so and then what you know I always want to kind of help people in a way with with the story and this particular story I I could only help people who have the same belief system that I have but I mean thank God for this belief system that I was brought up with and at, at the time I was like I don't even know if this is true but if there's a chance so I told you in the religion I was brought up in like if you were to kill yourself, it would be the most heinous thing and you would never get to heaven. And I thought to myself, like, if that's like, I don't know if that's true or not, but if that's even a possibility that what I'm experiencing right now could be like the rest of eternity, I can't risk that just the how, how horrific I'm feeling right now for that to continue on. And like, I don't know if that's even helpful to people because you would have to have that same belief system, but it wasn't even a belief system, it was a possibility. I wasn't able to risk that possibility, you know? Well, I think that most people, even if they don't have that same, you know, religion that they were brought up with, what I do believe is people could be in that moment and they don't know what's going to happen if they try to take themselves out anyway. And so... You know, yeah. the possibility of it being worse or something that they wouldn't want is definitely yeah. there for anybody. So, you know, I, I could see where that would be. And so that must have given you some kind of impetus to go, okay, I got to get up off the floor or at least emotionally off the floor. 
Yeah, yeah. There was something you said that triggered a thought in me and I'm wanting to grab the thought and I'm not sure if I have it. Um, the possibility that it could be worse. The, um, maybe it'll loop back around, maybe it'll come back to me later. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. it's, well, maybe, you know, I can go a little deeper with it. It's, you know, that, that um, most of us, everything is emotional, right? Mm -hmm you have something that physically, you have a physical illness that came to you, you have an emotional reaction to it. And it's really our emotions and what they do. And I think that in any time of feeling desperate, because it sounds like you felt desperate at that time, that it's going to bring up all sorts of, yes, you got it. it. <laughs> Here it is, temporary. Like the thought, another thought that's really saved me is the thought, this is temporary because I've noticed over life that my life now isn't like my life was three years ago. And, you know, my feeling now isn't like my feeling was an hour ago. Like anything, everything is temporary. And that thought too, this is temporary can really save you when you're going through something and to remember a really desperate moment or a really painful moment that you had. And, and then how like, you know, later on you didn't have it, like just that thought, this is temporary. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. So tell me a little bit about your art because you do your art and this is how you make your living now is people buy your art or people are um, supporting your art and this helps to support you through your illness, right? Yeah. Well, what I do is um, I raise money for my treatment through my art. And so what coming to my art was really kind of is a part of the journey too because I was never an artist. I, I was an artist. I was always an artist. Let me say this. I was always an artist, but I was never an artist in this way. Um, like I would look at people who did this like really painterly creation and I would think, wow, that's amazing. Like what I did with graphic design, it was very creative, but, um, and I could make things that were beautiful, but I wasn't like having brush strokes on a canvas and it was this organic type of you know, thing that I admired so much. And um, so like a couple of years into this, like um, one of my friends calls it a health adventure, <laughs> into this health adventure, um, someone introduced me to this painter named Flora Boli who, who paints intuitively and um, she doesn't have like a plan or a sketch or a thing. And she would just start making brush strokes, you know, and then make more brush strokes and more, different shapes and and just not even thinking what it's going to become and that at that moment um years ago that was kind of doable for me because um i could do that for five minutes and then the next day do it for five minutes and then eventually over like a month or months or whatever something would start to be created and i get got so much like if something is created it's it's just like this energy inside of me it's like I get such a like almost like a high from it you know it's like um it's just like sheer joy and and so it was kind of helping me to do this and and like when you're doing it, especially when you're doing it that way which is completely different from how I was a graphic designer like there was no you know uh the client needs this and this and this and and so you have to you know 
Mm -hmm. I would do, I would do that in a heartfelt way also, but it was like kind of more planned and scheduled and stuff. And and for me to do something where I'm just putting random strokes and then all of a sudden, you know, 10 layers after the fact, I see, oh, it looks kind of like a bird, you know? And so then I would make it into a bird and, and I didn't have to be this like great painter or anything, you know? And so I started just getting a lot of energy from that. And then one day, I just randomly, not even, not thinking a thing about it, posted on, I think it was Instagram, a picture of my, I just had my paintings just laying there um, on like the back deck. And I had, I was taking a picture actually of these little cute little fruits I had. And I had the paintings just kind of scattered around. And so I posted the picture because I would try to each day post a picture of something that was like happy, you know, or inspiring or whatever. And, um, and then people were like, oh, oh, how can we get that? How can we get those? And they weren't really, I didn't even have them like, this is the thing. And this is like, you couldn't even see them that well. It wasn't even like, I was like intending to do that. But um, people, um, I was trying to raise money for my treatment, which was, not covered under insurance and the doctors don't take insurance and it's like mega expensive and so um i didn't have the money for that and so i was like oh like um i could raise money for that through these things that people seem to really love you know and so that's kind of, it just kind of evolved into being like that that's pretty cool actually i mean it's something you know i believe most things that I don't want to say you're meaningful because there's a lot of meaningful things, but for me, I find that things that happen organically as though here you are in the moment and then you just take that next step and you don't know what that next step is. You're just taking a step and then another step. It's like, it wasn't planned. I don't know. To me, those are the things where you just feel like I am so on my path, even though my path is drastically changed from what I thought it was going to be. And it just feels natural. Yes. And I, I'm so, that's like, I'm all about that. I, so like back in my previous days, I thought in order to, you know, be on a path, you had to like do marketing and you had to tell people this and that. And, and like, I kind of, if people want to do that, that's great. Like I'm not taking that away from them. That's, that's cool. But for me, it's just about like, here's the next step that just naturally came up for me to do and I feel it in my heart to do it and you just take that step and and sometimes it doesn't even make sense you know and and then by taking that step you realize a new thing opens up to you and and that's like a hundred percent what I believe and I also feel like when you're doing things in a way that's more I don't know planned and again like I don't want to offend anyone who's planning okay but um but like for me, when you do things in an organic way that just comes to you like that, like there's certain energy in it and, and people could feel that naturalness. And if it's planned, like if I had planned out, I'm going to put these here so that people will see them and then they'll want them and then they'll donate to my treatment. You know, like, like I think that, like people feel that kind of rigidness, you know, when they're, when they come across something like that. Absolutely. I, I, totally agree and i do that in my own business i don't really have this marketing plan i don't i just put stuff out there that i feel is valuable to other people that yeah. resonates with me 
And I think yeah, yeah. that makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I love like about your interviews, you know, and we were planning for this interview, you weren't like, and you have to fit, you know, post 10 posts and you have to, it was like, and whatever, you know, whatever you feel to do, you will do, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So if anybody wants to find you, and I always leave this to anybody when I interview people, because I want you to put out there what you feel is important as far as how do people find you? You know, and of course, after talking about your art, I'm sure people want to take a look at your art. So if you could share that, that would be great. Okay. Um, so there are two ways. The, the fundraiser that I was talking about, it's fundraiser.com slash help help call heal. So F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R.com slash help call heal. And then my website where you could see all the paintings are is soulcenteredart.com. So those are kind of like the two places that you could find me amongst lots of places. Awesome. Well, you could probably put in, I would assume a Google search to find you. That's what I always say. I'm like, you know what, if you want to find me, just do a Google search and <laughs> my social media, you see everything there and it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it will be posted. Obviously, we will have it posted with the video as well. So, um, but is there anything else that you want to add to your experience at all before we uh, wrap it up today? Yeah, I really do. Um, I want people to know, like people who are going through stuff, to know, like someone once said to me, um, wouldn't you be able to, like, because I, I need to be horizontal a lot. And like it, I need, to, I, uh, I have difficulty when I'm upright. Um, and people had said, one person particularly had said to me, like, wouldn't you be more inspiring if you were to like completely heal and not have that illness anymore and blah, blah, blah. And like, I thought to myself, like, that's like telling people to negate what's going on for them. And, you know, having an illness isn't bad or wrong. And you could have like miracles and um, there's like a man, for example, who made an easel for me that's like a lying down easel where I could paint lying down, you know? Um, and, and so like, I don't know, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like you should be feeling bad about what you're going through and thinking it should stop. That's something that I think really increases pain and suffering is when you think you shouldn't be having an experience and you're trying to like force it to stop. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I always say the same thing. You can't avoid your emotions, whether you want to break up with someone um, because you think it's going to stop your pain. It doesn't stop your pain. In fact, it probably brings more pain if you're not ready for it. So it's that you have to be in the moment you're in with everything as it is, I believe. And that cuts a lot of your suffering if you accept it. It's when you don't accept it that you're screwed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyways, so guys, I'm really glad y'all tuned in today. And again, if you want to find call anywhere, you will be able to look obviously in the comments that are below this video, as well as you can go ahead and Google her and you can see her art and learn more about her. So anyways, hope to see you guys again when I am bringing you another person who has gone through their darkest moment and they are thriving. Alrighty guys, take care. Bye-bye.